You don't get a lot of milk from alpaca. It takes great patience and technique. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Nice one, Dad. Hello. Uh, Trailer Park Podcast 129. If you'll remember, we now refer to numbers as 129, 128, 127. We don't say 129 or 128 because my cousin's an asshole. Welcome, cousin, to Trailer Park Podcast 129. This is such an innocent opening for such a harsh come off of that intro song. <laughs> Just to be plopped out like that and like, oh, hello. Welcome to 129. <laughs> Sarcastic rant jab. Okay, moving on. <clears throat> mm. uh, we welcome Amanda and Chelsea uh, tonight. Hello, ladies. Hey. Hi. And uh, once again, to the intern. Even when we fire him, he still sticks around. How you doing, buddy? Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, you can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder a revolution. It's a revolution. Ooh-ah. I'm a revolution. Ooh-ah. Is this one of the trailers? Is it a war thing? I can't. Is this, or is this like his new brand? I just I just can't. It's just too much. <laughs> it's all war horror trailers. Well, speaking, speaking of too much, you know, 129 is the sum of the first 10 prime numbers. It is the smallest number that can be expressed as a sum of three squares in four different ways. Did you know that? It it does. It seems aggressive. Like, it feels aggressive. One, two, nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it also uh, expresses itself creatively. <clears throat> it's, it's optimistic. It's one of these fucking numbers that has not expressed <laughs> itself creatively. It's optimistic and inspirational. It's a colorful energy. It radiates well-being and self-assuredness. There's depth there. Humanitarianism, compassion, companionship, and a diplomatic inclination. Yet, the energy tends to flitter from one creative interaction to another, only occasionally revealing its comfort with, oh. its, with its deeper resonances. <laughs> Sorry? It's a whore. thing. It's a whore. You know, it flitters about. Yeah. You know, never committing and always yeah. leading on. This Actually, episode's going to be terrible. Now that you say that... <laughs> Now that you say that, that does kind of, you can interpret it that way. That's very interesting. Thank you, Amanda. Yeah, I was leading like coy, mm. but yeah, I guess we could go with whore. Yeah. 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 If 129 was a human being, it would be a whore. whore. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Oh, is our whole lineup like softcore? No, but I'm speaking sorry. of the lineup, episode. I'll have you guys know that there hasn't been buzz like this around the sad sack offices. In quite some time. Socially now, distanced. Is... <gasps> of course. Right. Obviously. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody's double masked. Triple masked. Down there at the, at, the, at the offices. Yeah, lots of buzz. This is, I mean, I know I'm not going to bother you with, with the whole diatribe, but you know, this, I mean, it's been a while. It's been a while, but this lineup, yeah. there's a lot of talk about it. Could be possibly the, uh, the greatest lineup we've ever had. Now, I didn't want to say anything earlier because I was starting to hear some buzz. Like, I hadn't heard some buzz for a while. Mm. But this morning, mm. there appeared to be some buzz. Yeah. 
and I caught it. You caught it. What, what did you find I thought, out? Wow. Is today, is today the day that we have the best lineup that we've ever had? You know, in all the, all the episodes that we've done, I've never been disappointed when it's been brought to my attention that this could be the best lineup we've ever had. It's true. It's true. I, when I heard about it, I was like, okay, it'll be fun then, I guess. I've been working from home, so I haven't heard anything. Okay. Well, uh, that aside. You're like, you're like the, this, that's a fake studio, so I don't understand what's happening right now. <laughs> um, is, is there anybody, I mean, we open up the episode with the round table. It's been a while since we did our last episode, so I'm sure a lot of stuff has been watched. And uh, please, someone, if you'd want to discuss some things that you've watched and share that with the cool billion and everyone here tonight, we would love to banter with you about it. Uh, yes. So. Not you. The Lion King. No. What? Was <laughs> just horrible. And on that note, Black Bear was the complete opposite. Yeah. Black it Bear was, was good. It was lots of fun. I enjoyed it. Was it lots of fun? Is that... Yeah, family fun. Four kids. Fun is the word. It was yeah. very good. It was fun in my brain. <laughs> I felt really good after watching it. You know, it's hard to make me really happy. I want to hear what Andrew Black has Bear to say. I want to hear what Andrew has to say about the Queen's Gambit. Hmm. Um, it's fantastic. How's the love of your life? She's the love of my She's life. She's lovely. She'll never know. She'll never know. <laughs> She's clearly um, an alien. Her eyes are like the perfect space apart. Looking left and right. <laughs> She's a real life anime. Yeah, she is a real yeah, life anime. That's yeah. true. I'm scared. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I didn't watch all of the Queen's Gambit. I just kinda caught some episodes here and there and a little bit of it, but I don't Jesus get it. Christ. It's not that great. It's There's just, like four episodes, Nathan. It's just okay. It's not amazing. It's average. Yeah, but there's like there's another guy in the show whose eyes are really really close together, and it's like this battle between them that you get kind of drawn into. <laughs> I saw that guy. Thing. No, I saw that guy. I know what you're talking about. <sighs> they sleep together. She sleeps with everybody. She's... The late night intern like imagines himself crawling up in that space between her eyes, like in a little heel position. <laughs> Just, oh like, yeah, soft, whimpering. Mm-hmm. They should have called it the Queen's Gambit one twenty nine because she's a whore. She's been sleeping. <laughs> Real one two nine. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yep. I'd get in there. Mm-hmm. You get anywhere, Andrew. Does anybody want yep. to talk about Wonder Woman 1984? Has anybody seen that? No <clears> one <throat> wants to talk yes. about it. I saw it. I, I didn't mind it. I thought the villain idea was cool. I enjoyed the villain. Honestly, I was kind of... It seemed more coherent than, than the first one mm-hmm. to me. But yeah. I don't know. I didn't really like either one. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, the cheetah thing is kind of... Was that necessary? I don't know why that was necessary. Yeah, they throw it in there and... To go the uh, whole way. Like, she asked, she she wished to be like Diana, not to be a cheetah. So where's right. the cheetah part coming? <laughs> She's like also like, like cats or something. <laughs> yeah, I just like cats. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> or like, what's Kristen Wiig, like her like way of doing it? She's like, oh my God, oh my God, you're talking to me. You're talking to me right now. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my god, you're talking to me. Anyways, it's usually happening to me. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you're talking to me. She has like a way of like 
<clears throat> doubling back on her own jokes like under her breath for by repeating herself mm-hmm. like, i would always think of her and she does that exactly in this movie playing the character that every everybody plays in those kind of movies which is like that over the top nerd mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's true like oh i dropped all my stuff um did i forget to talk about greenland in the last episode uh, i thought you mentioned it did i i just wanted to say if i didn't say it before that it does not take a couple of hours to drive from Lexington, Kentucky to Canada. <clears throat> right. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's not it takes possible. A, a couple plus a couple? Oh, that's like uh that'd be that'd be a day of driving right there. That'd be like a I don't know what it is, but it's not 2 hours and it's not realistic yep. and it's not and the movie's a complete disappointment and no one should ever watch it. What? Great. That's uh, coming up here on the movies I need to watch. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoy it. Oh, Greenland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Gentleman watched that, liked it, enjoyed it. Wasn't oh my bad. God. Can we talk about Braveheart already? Oh, yeah. We watched Braveheart again. Not that good. I didn't watch Braveheart again. I watched Braveheart for the first time. Yeah, she watched it for the first time. I watched it for the first time in a long time and not that good. I, I saw something on Twitter comparing people were, were like braveheart or gladiator and i was like gladiator what are you fucking talking about and then i looked at the thread and people were like some people were like well yeah braveheart yeah i like gladiator a lot but braveheart and i'm like what are you fucking talking about so i rewatched it and i'm fucking right <laughs> <laughs> they might take our wives but they'll never take my free <laughs> yeah the great part is when he's getting his uh, intestines pulled out of his body at the end he's like freedom fuck off He's being so <laughs> pessimistic, but he the whole time he was like introducing me to Braveheart. So this isn't the whole story. He would and about at about <laughs> halfway through the movie, I would after they won a significant battle, I was like, Oh, how much time's left? And it was like an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, damn. That's the worst feeling. It's so sad. A whole other movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, I was waiting because I remember being impressed by it when I was younger, when I first watched it, and I'm just waiting to be impressed. And then I was like, okay, okay. And when I got to the end, I was like, okay, well, the end will do it. Because I remember the end being a big deal. Everybody talked about it. It must have been graphic. How gruesome his must have been was. must have been graphic. They didn't show shit. They didn't show no. anything. It was fucking weak. They, they never show anything unless it's you're garbage. watching Martyrs. Bla- Braveheart, <laughs> Braveheart beat Apollo 13 for best picture that's garbage it's garbage get out of here i just remember in braveheart it always like trips me out at the very very beginning <clears throat> where they're trying to pass mel gibson off as like some 19 year old long-haired scotsman and, I'm, and it just makes me laugh every time she's trying <laughs> to like she's trying to play like ignorant and like new to the world and i'm like dude you're like 36 or something dude <laughs> yeah yeah and all and all the costumes for the english guys maybe that's period but they look ridiculous it all looks ridiculous yeah. It's good to watch once. pretty accurate. It's good to watch once. It's garbage. And speaking of watch Mel Gibson. Both of those oh, speaking of Mel Gibson. You have Fat Man on the list, I right? do have Fat Man. Fat Man. Solid Christmas entry. That'll become a part of our staple. Oh, nice. Christmas movies. It's not amazing, but it's definitely worth uh, more than a lot of the Christmas movies out there. I feel like I could watch Goggins in anything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Walton Goggins is great in that movie. And you know what? As a Santa Claus that's like rough and trying to bring back the spirit of Christmas with, you know, a different kind of aggression. It's great. 
Yeah, I shouldn't want it to be disappointing, so I'm happy. Mm. Yeah, it's not disappointing. Mm. It's just you know, not mm. what it, not amazing either. But mm. whatever. Right. What else we got? Uh, Cobra Kai season three. Has ever has anybody else drained that yet? We drained it. No. Uh, we're like halfway through, I think. Okay, then we'll leave that alone. I've been on Has the treadmill. Else watch the uh, Harvey Weinstein repercussion what? movie. No, uh, what's what that? Are you about? Uh, Promising young woman. Oh, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Uh, if they haven't seen it, then we should stay away from it. Okay, we have not. Uh, Soul, that new Pixar movie, is garbage. You don't need to watch that. <laughs> Me. Hey. <laughs> we watched it with my family over. It's not garbage. Like a Netflix party. Yeah, over it is. Disney it's, party. It's com- comparatively to the rest of the Pixar movies, it's last. It's the worst. I don't think so. No. I think you're racist. What's, what? <laughs> yeah, it's, the, it's the movie where you, you you can't not you can't not like it. It's weak. It's simple and it's, well, it's linear. It's well, dumb. What's the ranking then for Pixar movies? Yeah, what's last? No, what's first? And don't you dare say brave. <laughs> oh. Cars two. Yeah, Cars two is last. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the Cars ones because the first one was so bad. Actually, that's not that bad. bad. That's fair. Uh, Monsters University is really bad. I didn't like that one. A Bug's Life is forgettable. I like A Bug's Life. We watched it recently. You should rewatch it. It's a good time. Definitely better than Uh, Soul. Toy Story 1 is mediocre. Better than Soul. (laughs) Um, Brave is awesome. What? I don't care what anyone says. Brave is one of my favorites. Brave would be a lot of people's last place, but I would put it second last, and I would put Soul last. <laughs> I think like, Brave I've, would probably be like my third favorite. I've tried to watch Brave like four times with yeah. Daphne, and I watch the first 20 minutes, and I'm kind of into it, and then I black out or something. Mm-hmm. You guys just don't like oh, Scottish so that, people. That, that picture that Amanda sent of you blacked out, passed out with your daughter in your arms, you were watching Brave. <laughs> yeah. Like... Nathan and Braveheart and Daniel with Brave. Okay. Jeez. All right. The Undoing, starring Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant, that uh, limited series that they put on HBO. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, but is it, like, worth the no. trouble? Uh, it may not be worth the trouble, but you wouldn't be, like... Watch Big Little Lies You wouldn't be instead. upset about it. Okay. Yeah, Big Little Lies is better. Way better. <laughs> yeah. Uh um, on the way uh, on this end, you were like, "I'm doing, you know, not bad." And, and like instantly, I, in the background, I heard Chelsea go, eh. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because she was comparing it to Big Little Lies the whole time. So if you watched it without Big Little Lies in your head, then you'd probably like it more. Did, did anyone watch uh, the flight attendant? No. What's mm-hmm. that? Oh, is it funny? That's that HBO show with Kaylee Cuoco. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Girl. It has its uh, moments. There's one episode that I really didn't like, but the rest of them were I you said, enjoyed. You, wait a minute. You said you never watched TV shows. Yeah, well, I watched that one. If they have, if it has hot girls in it, he'll mm. watch it. I watched uh, I an HBO show. Which one? The Head. What? Just called The Head? Yeah, it's called The Head. It's about a, like a research team in Antarctica. And like, you know, everyone, most of the crew leaves for the six months of dark winter and when they come back, like everything's all fucked up and they're like unraveling this mystery tragedy. It's only like six episodes long. It's pretty good. It could have been a movie, but it, it does pay off. So is it like the thing? No, but it's cool because they reveal that, that it's like a tradition with these Antarctic research teams from all the various countries that when the 
when the major crews leave for the dark winter, the the skeleton crew that remains, they gather on the first night of the long winter, and they watch the thing together and get hammered. <laughs> oh, nice! That's a nice. What do they? What do I call that? An Easter egg? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I would like to make a recommendation about an old movie. Okay. Addicted to Love, starring Matthew Broderick and Meg Ryan. <clears throat> it looks like it's going to be cheesy and dumb. But and it is. But it's it's also really fun, and it's it's really great. It's entertaining, solid. I would consider it a gem. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna give it gem status. I'm gonna recommend it to you. Addicted to love. So it's just like gifted. Oh, it's like is gem like a you know a little like modifier you could put on our like movie rating system. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like oh like it's it's a like it's a one but like but with a gem. Do you want me? Do you want me to put a little tasty? <laughs> do you want me to put a, put a tasty morsel in the water? Some some bait on the end of the lure. Do you want me to do that? Uh-huh. <clears throat> so Matthew Broderick, right? His uh, murderer. Yeah. Okay. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Murderer. Oh right. Okay. So Amanda's. Re- we're gonna take a minute here. <laughs> Amanda's referring to uh, Matthew Broderick's uh, drunken driving um, after he was flying high with Ferris Bueller. He was in Europe with with his girlfriend Sarah Jessica Parker. And they were in a car accident, and they crashed into somebody and murdered them. But so, this is Matthew. So this is sad, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, at the height of his fame, at the peak of his fame, he murdered someone mm-hmm. and had to deal with that. And never recovered, and was sad ever since. And this yeah. movie is about him being sad, so it fits. <laughs> right. His <Sold>. his <laughs> his his wife uh, leaves him for a French uh, chef. And he goes to New York City to track her down, and he takes up residence as a squatter in a building across from where she and this chef are living, and he spies on her, and Meg Ryan is the ex of the chef, and they uh, get into cohorts with each other, trying to destroy their relationship as they watch them and find ways to uh, uh, listen in on what they're saying and... uh, using camera equipment, putting like a projector on the screen and watching what they're doing. And it's, uh, it's amusing. It's fun and it's amusing. So Meg Ryan did two French movies. I was just going to say, I was like, French, I was like French, kiss. Yeah. French kiss and Kevin Klein. Yeah. I, w- I would put it up there with those. Like the, it's, it's solid. It's like, uh, you know, it's like when you turn on Dave with Kevin Klein on TV and you're like, Oh, Dave, you watch a few minutes of it. Cause it's fun. It's that kind of movie. Yeah. Just something about Kevin Klein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never like search for him, but when he's there, you're like, all right. <laughs> That's all I've got tonight. For I don't have that feeling <clears throat> towards Kevin Klein. I'm sorry. Oh, you don't? Do you when hate I see Dave? him, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I look at the person next to him and I'm like, oh, yeah, that person. Have you That's seen Have you, have you seen Kevin Dave? Um, I don't know. You don't know? Most likely. Well, when you come here next time, uh, we'll make you watch Dave. It'll most definitely you, be on TV. Force you to appreciate Kevin Klein. Perfect. Or and what the other I ones? Know that we'll get to watch five Inside minutes out? of it before you In change. And out. It to In and out. <laughs> In and out. Fish called Wanda. Fish called Strange Wanda. creatures or fierce creatures. Yeah, Kevin so Klein. So many good ones. Kevin Klein's solid. Why don't you just back I know off? Who he is? Back off of Kevin Klein. Okay, just back and off. And I like him enough that I don't care. Okay, great. Has Amanda watched anything? Yeah, Amanda. What have you watched? What have I watched? I watched Uncle Frank. <laughs> that was um, a movie that exists. Um, <laughs> Daniel and I tried to watch 
Spider-Man Homecoming? I shit you not, y'all. We get to the last 30 minutes of the movie and this man's like, okay, I'm going to go do something else. Can we save this for later? That was a week ago. <laughs> We're getting back to it. Homecoming. Like, I thought you would like the uh, the Michael Keaton stuff. I, I thought of Daniel with the scene uh, where... I haven't gotten to it yet. I don't... Oh, you haven't gotten to it yet? Oh. Michael Keaton, there has not been. Oh. Okay. What? Oh, no. Are you talking about Homecoming or are you talking about Far From Home? Far From Home. Oh, that movie's yeah, no. trash. Far, far From Home is uh, is weak, oh. especially... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal's performance of Mysterio is the only thing that holds it together. No. The rest of it is garbage. Oh, no, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, it's bad. It's bad. It's through. No, I, I actually don't mind Gyllenhaal. I just kind of wish that he was a good guy. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, but right. I do like the the scene in the bar when he laughs and we did it, we did it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's classic reveal. Classic reveal. That's nice. It so. is like very complicated, though. You're like, yeah. oh wow, it's like elaborate, like holographic network of all these drones and shit. And you're trying to like keep that in your head while yeah. everything's transitioning back and forth, mm-hmm. and like what's real and what isn't. And like, wow, this is actually for, like they seem like they wanted to keep it smaller scale. Since it's since it's like a post end game movie, but then it has this really grandiose premise. I was like, oh, it's an odd odd uh, combination. And you know what? They actually play into that more. So you probably should watch the last thirty minutes because they just really fuck with your perception of reality, and mm-hmm. they bring the audience into it. Is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, and there's all that stuff in Far From Home. Like, oh, are you a returner or are you a? That's kind of fun how they a, do that at the yeah. beginning. Oh yeah, the blip, the blip. Yeah, are you a blipper or a or a real person? Oh yeah, yeah, that is bizarre. Yeah, uh, I've got a few here. Let me see. Um, I watched The Vanished, which is on Netflix. Don't confuse it with the eight other movies that have some sort of variation of vanishing or the vanish. Uh, this is a new one with Thomas Jane and Anne Hache, um, where they play like a couple that goes on like a trip with their daughter, like a camping trip in their RV. And their daughter disappears and all the like crazy shit that happens as they try to like, you know, search for their daughter. And you totally think this movie is one thing and it's it's one of those like it's not that thing, you know, it's not the thing that it's kind of advertised as, but in a but in a good way, because this kind of movie could have been a lifetime movie had it just continued to be what it was. But because it's Thomas Jane and Anne Hache, it's like really fucking bizarre watching these two actors like engage with each other and just be weird parents that are always crying and being spastic about their missing child. Uh, I I was weirdly into it. And because of all the little spins that it takes, it's like, it's, it's, it's worth it if the, if there's nothing else on, because I don't know about you guys, but I've been kind of sucking these things dry lately, these streaming services. (laughs) And, uh, and then one I watched, I watched today actually was, was surprisingly good that I did not expect to be anything which is a new it's in the new release section it's called hunter hunter hmm. and uh in this description everything looked so blah about this but i just wanted to watch something new and i thought it was just a movie about like a wolf that bothers this family out in the woods but it is about a family that exists like solely in the woods like they're living off the grid entirely like skinning their own food and uh selling the hides and teaching their daughter how to live off the land and then they start being bothered by this wolf <clears throat> and the f- husband father goes out to try and take care of the problem and he ends up coming across something a, else something else just yeah yes comes across something else sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like a Netflix trailer myself. Yeah, it comes across something else. And then the movie kind of takes off and it's super intense and it's like super grungy and dirty and realistic. And then has like a major uh, sort of bone tomahawk payoff. Do they use wow. their frozen crap and shape it into a spear and use it as a weapon? No. No. Is there phallus like objects? Hmm. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> There's cum I, everywhere. Five star. I, I saw Taken for the first time. Oh. Really? <laughs> so really now, now you'll get all those particular set of skills jokes. He was yeah. very upset when he sent that in the chat and no one laughed. taken I want you to go back to that part in the chat and laugh at it now yeah go correct your mistake I'll wait (laughs) no taken's great yeah it's nice he like never gets bogged down he just like coasts his way all the way through the entire like Albanian (laughs) trafficking ring and uh straight to the yacht and gets his daughter yeah solid takes care of business And then we got a two and a three for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how sure where those come in. And then uh, Liam Neeson quit doing action movies and then he did 10 more and then he quit again. Yeah. A couple, couple more. I think he just announced his retirement again. I think he's going to do uh, a remake of The Naked Gun with him in the lead role. Why you need to remake a slapstick comedy, I don't understand. <clears throat> yeah. Well, he'd <sighs> slipped into that like one word movie title, generic, straight to release mm. uh, kind of. Um, rut. Hmm. So it'll be like uh, Naked Gun four hundred and forty four and a fourth. No, no, not like that. Like just that's too specific. They're they're real generic. Like it'll be like forgotten or remembered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the most recent one I think was called The Marksman. Oh yeah, or I saw one that 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 was on uh, on like Amazon earlier that was called Honest. Mm. Or think about the rest of them. Unknown. Yeah. Taken. The gray. Uh-huh. Yeah. The gray area where Liam Neeson has spent the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, does anyone else have anything else before I move on to the next uh, order of business for 129? Mm-hmm. Oh, but only Chelsea can, can talk. Otherwise, we're closing the book. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Narcos. Mm. And I actually haven't seen the season finale because I'm saving it and I don't want it to end. It's so good. Yeah. It's worth every word you read on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cup, you know, it'll take a couple episodes for it to grab you, but uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, the, best, the best thing Netflix has made. And they ask a lot of you in the third season, they ask you to follow an entirely different cartel, and it's the best season. I just mm-hmm. can't say enough good things, yeah, and that's all I'll say. It's awesome. And that's maybe a part of why I get mad at the Queen Gambit shit, because people are like, the Queen Gambit is the best thing that Netflix has made. Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. She go, she go watch Narcos. He then... didn't even watch the whole thing of Queen's no, he Gambit. Didn't. <laughs> Sorry, that's reserved for travelers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on uh, to the next uh, order of business, and that is in honor of such a uh, so much buzz, you know, we had so much buzz tonight for this new lineup. It could be the best lineup that we've ever had. Uh, in honor of that, we've we've we're going to introduce a new segment tonight. Uh, this segment doesn't even really have a title. It's it's geared toward uh, me being honest with myself. So 
SadSack has prepared some news items for me, and I'm going to be honest with myself about what I'm seeing, and I need you guys to tell me if it is what it looks like. You have to help me and not allow me to convince myself of things that are not there. Okay. 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 All right. Here we go. If I'm lying to you about who I am, or I'm lying to you about whatever, there's no starting point. There's a false reality. I know that's what it looks like, but it's not. This isn't what it looks like, okay? What does this look like? Oh, vagina. Darling, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like to me, or it's not what it looks like to her. Yeah, because it's got to be the way it looks like to at least one of us. That's all there is, Tom. What it looks like. All right. That's beautiful. (laughs) All right. So the first uh, news item that Sadsack has given me here is it says, Frasier revival with Kelsey Grammer eyed for Paramount Plus. Now, this is a mistake, right? I mean, 100%. Yeah. How, How can this possibly succeed? Kelsey Grammer is older now than John Mahoney was during the original sitcom. John Mahoney, a.k.a. Martin Crane, died in 2018. What possible storyline could make me want to revisit Frasier and actually enjoy it? I'll likely spend the entire time... I'll spend the entire time evaluating how old all of them have become, which will only make me think about how old I am and ultimately want to kill myself. Since this show was the only thing I had going for me in my life, I have decided to kill myself. (laughs) The interesting thing about this is that, Nathan, you are already being honest and we don't need to help you see the truth. I have a bigger question, though, that struck me from when you were describing it initially. Uh, what is Paramount Plus? Oh, yeah, that's... I thought that's what we were actually going to get into. Well, every every network, if you're not paying attention, every TV network is starting their own streaming service. CBS, uh, CBS's version of that is Paramount Plus. And it used to be CBS All Access, but it's turning into Paramount Plus. And um, I think NBC's is called Peacock. It's why they pulled The Office from Netflix, because it's going to Peacock in the U.S., not in Canada. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, no, this is, I mean, I may be being perfectly honest with myself. This is one where you would pat me on the back and say, you're being honest with yourself. That's great, Nathan. Good job. What if, is there any storyline that could be even remotely engaging? Hmm. Like where Frasier is flipped over, like his son is takes the place of his father essentially in like the beer drinking ugly furniture oh frederick because there has to be i mean david frederick hyde pierce the... i could just watch him play niles yeah, wouldn't but... he be the uncle who yeah. <clears throat> wouldn't it be niles's kid with the mm. uh, what's Man. her face the redhead what, what? Daphne? Are Didn't you watching anything. this show? Do you know anything about? No, Frasier? I don't know what's going on. Use the characters' names, please. Are you talking about Roz? Are you talking about Daphne? <laughs> yeah. He's talking about Daphne, them. and he doesn't know that Fraser has a child already. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. In 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 the return, Daphne and Niles they are dealing with the death of their child. Oh no, no. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. And how many? And they, have that to, they have to go to Kelsey Grammer. Really don't want get... new new cast members, right? Yeah. Oh no! Wait, Niles is sterile. They found out. Is that what happened? I'm in the upset. Show? No. No, you're right. Oh. This is a bad idea. I'm <laughs> upset. Yes, they find out. Yeah, it's not Niles's kid. 
Yeah. It's played off her actual pregnancy as her being fat. So in my head, I was like, yeah, Niles and Daphne had a kid because she was pregnant, but they pretended she was just fat and it was awkward. Right. I remember that. <laughs> I don't know if I've even seen the full last season because I was, it's, it's lost its magic. So why would you try to bring it back? Season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a red flag or what? Yeah. But Eddie will be cute. He'll be everlasting. Eddie should be dead. I don't agree with no, that. No, he's like 30 dogs in. There's been like 30 Eddies. Yeah, it's just Frazier dealing with the death of his dog and his dad. And then well, uh, Niles and Daphne dealing with the tragic accidental death of their child. Well, then let's just do some CGI de-aging but, and, and do a CGI version of uh, John Mahoney. Fuck here's, this. Here's, no, Raw here's what I like. I, the thing that I like about Frazier is the writing, is the comedy. Roz is it's cruising so- the uh, the old folks' home looking for men. Fine. Sorry. Worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Ridley Scott's Napoleon movie with Joaquin Phoenix is Worried. is galloping to Apple. So I may need I may need some help here with this one. I've convinced myself that every every ten years Ridley Scott steps to the plate and hits a home run that leaves the stadium. Okay. Follow me on this. Blade Runner, 1982. Thelma and Louise, 1991. Gladiator, 2000. Robin Hood, 2010. And now this Napoleon biopic starring Joaquin, who, when he is not suffocating people with his disgusting personality and political agenda, is fucking crushing it as an actor. There's no way that this can be garbage. Right? I thought uh, Tom Cruise had the rights to the Napoleon thing. Oh, it's literally about Napoleon. Yeah. Oh. I'm asleep already. Worried. <laughs> well, Ridley I'll be, Scott. Joaquin I'll be galloping away. <laughs> Ridley Scott said, Napoleon is a man I've always been fascinated by. He came out of nowhere to rule everything, but all the while he was waging a romantic war with his adulterous wife, Josephine, who conquered he he conquered the world to try to win her love, and when he couldn't, he conquered it to destroy her and destroyed himself in the process. Huh? Ugh. It's going to be good. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Be well executed, blah, yeah. blah, be, blah. It'll be well done, three hours and 15 minutes long, have a great poster, and it'll just be like, Bonaparte. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what it's actually called? What? Um, sorry. He, he can't remember. Sorry for the delay. Uh, it's called... Still- Still loading. <laughs> it's called Kitbag. What? What? Yeah. No, we don't say that word anymore. There's it. It it hails from the saying: "There is a general's staff hidden in every soldier's kit bag." No. You know what? I'll be it's back like later. The uh, old timers fanny pack. They should call it Bonaparte. Is what you're saying. <laughs> All right, next one. Wait, 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 wait. That title, Nathan, I'm going to help you here. <laughs> the title is so bad, the movie can't be good. Like, But he's got to hit a home run. It's distractingly bad. The movie never works out. The only argument you could tell me is that, because some people don't agree with me that Robin Hood in 2010 was a was a, a home run. So you could argue that Robin Hood wasn't the home run and that he was actually late 
with his home run. And he actually hit the home run with the Martian in 2015, in which case his home run was late, in which case his real home run will happen likely in 2025 and or he'll die before the next home run happens. Okay. The important thing is that my home run theory is sound. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of grand slam. I don't know. I just feel like Kit Pack sounds like a slur. (laughs) It sounds sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like uh, something that Napoleon would have called one of the people he was conquering. I agree. <laughs> These fucking kitbacks. <laughs> <laughs> Sacre bleu. <laughs> I fuck you. Okay, uh, next one. Adrift. Jared Leto reteaming with Darren Aronofsky for Blumhouse horror thriller. Whoa, whoa, what? So I get that Darren Aronofsky is involved here, which should get automatic consideration and clout. It's horror. It stars Leto, who's an above-average actor. It has isolation over open water, which is a solid cornerstone of the genre. But when was the last time I really enjoyed something that Aronofsky did? Uh, Black Swan? Yep. Yeah. What about Mother? Sure, sure I respected. I respected Mother, but did I enjoy it? (laughs) That was a joke. And when was the last time I enjoyed watching Jared Leto when he was getting his face beaten to a pulp in Fight Club? Blade Runner 2049. Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, Yeah, maybe Dallas Buyers. No, Fight Club for sure. This ghost ship premise seems a little basic. Maybe they do something surprising with it. Should I be excited about this instead of hesitant given, given what Aronofsky has done over the last 10 years? I actually like Noah quite a bit. So I'll give a nod but to Noah. I weirdly like Noah. Or, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's it's or, kind of a basic ghost ship. Like, uh, here, I'll tell you what the uh, the actual article says about well, it. Well, his track record with horror movies is not great, right? But you said Blumhouse. But he was in Panic yeah. Room. Yeah, Blumhouse is backing Panic it. Panic Room? Is that what you just said? Well, they're producing financially. It doesn't mean that they'll <laughs> tell Aronofsky what to do or how to do it. I know. This is weird. Be like, Aronofsky, Leto. <laughs> WWE Studios. <laughs> Daniel hates Blumhouse. Yeah. Like aggressively. Adrift, adrift is set in the dead calm of the open sea where a fishing boat discovers an abandoned yacht with a strange distress call. A deckhand agrees to take lone control of it while it's towed into port, but soon he discovers why the rest of his more experienced crew members call it a ghost ship. So it's like a ghost Those- ship. No, it's going to have like paranormal supernatural shit, that's, which is something that I think is on Daniel's bottom rung of horror appreciation. Ghosts? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't like ghosts. Haunted is a little bit different. You know, you yeah. can like play around with that. But ghosts in particular, I don't like usually. But weirdly, I have been a super fan of Aronofsky in the past. So I feel like in knowing and reading about him a lot that I feel like this is like a return to something. Like, I feel like he got halfway, like half foot in on a pet project a long time ago, early in his career that had to do with a ghost ship movie. And then now he's like, all right, now I got the clout and the money. I'm going to return to this idea and do it right. Well, that would, that would be consistent with Leto because Leto was early with him. It was, he was in Requiem. So, maybe like a connection there between the two of them and Leto's above average actors. So he could do, if they're going to approach the supernatural through a psychological standpoint, especially being in open water and isolation, like there's, there's something that could be there, but I think it's at a, in, in a prove, prove it to us uh, moment for Leto. 
Yeah. For Aronofsky, too. I no, because uh, Aronofsky, he's all over the place. He makes one great movie, and then he makes a couple shit movies. Or earlier in his career, he makes one for one. I think he maybe and just Leto, doesn't give a shit about the audience. <laughs> yeah, for sure he doesn't. But he, Leto he, has good visuals, a lot to prove to me. He just showed yeah. up, did Dallas Buyers Club, and then what? Was the Joker? Well, he just got Buys? nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award for this movie he's in with Denzel Washington that just came out, uh, Little Things, where he's a super creepy fucking weirdo. But, but Nathan. Yeah. Are you uh-huh. Nofsky? <laughs> okay, fuck face. Are you Nofsky? Juice by you. Juice by you. Harry Potter TV series reportedly in early development at HBO Max. So this specific TV series may not happen as there is a lot of rights issues and J.K. Rowling hoops to jump through. But the franchise has grossed over $7 billion, so something is going to happen. This is about how I feel about the Harry Potter movies. Yes, they need to be remade. Yes, a TV series is a good idea. The only thing good that came out of that franchise was Daniel Radcliffe and more love for Alan Rickman as Snape. The Dumbledore character got screwed by Richard Harris dying, and I'll give a nod to some of the actors and actresses who played the instructors, but overall, they need to try again because they can do better. Am I right? Um, I will agree that they can... They can probably do better. You just got into a really big conversation, Nathan. Well, that's yes. why that's why I chose Harry Potter as a headline because I knew that I'd get a reaction from Amanda. Yeah, I'm just not sure that it's been long enough yet for me to want them to remake it because I don't know. I, I I still love them. Um, the first few, though, you can tell like they weren't sure if these were going to be popular. They're very cheaply made, and um, uh, oh god, yeah, no. I, Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't unsee that, can you? Yeah, that'll be tough. But you know what? The the article talks about a, a TV development distribution deal that gives the rights to the movies for TV distribution until 2025. So I don't know that that limits them to create new material and whether that TV distribution would still be controlled by NBC or Peacock. And if it is, then they would wait until at least 2025. So... I think if they were going to remake them, they would have to do something drastically different because they've done the movies pretty much exactly by the books. They've formed whatever image I had of Harry Potter when I read them before the movies came has been totally overtaken by the movies. Mm -hmm. So they'd have to at least take a different approach if they were going to make a TV show out of it. And I have this weird love for the fifth one. Mm, yeah, I like the fifth movie a lot. The Order of the Phoenix. I like that one. It's probably my favorite. Surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Anyways. That's a great villain. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's that it's that lady that's like <laughs> kills people with kindness or she's or too over the top nice or something. Yeah, but it's not that that I love. I love that he like creates this club. And I think it's one of my favorite books too. Anyways. Yeah, that book is awesome. The book's great, right? Because the fourth one is a little bit over the top, but it pulls it back into the school atmosphere in the fifth the point is, is if you're going to remake it, you change something because you really have to shake this core that we yeah. all have about who Harry Potter yeah. is and why but, all these actors have played them. But Rowling has control. She has ultimate control. So, Well, someone's got to kill her. 
Okay. That's right. You can like just use her control and like general persona and what she's into and then changing the entire concept a whole lot and just pull them together. Mm. Uh, like uh, this time it takes place in Haiti. All black cast. Everything's like sort of like voodoo related. And uh, all the magic is presented that way. What? They, you, said they, they, go, you said they had to have British accents. They got British accents. What more do you want? Right. <laughs> and they all have British accents. Yeah. All right. Last one. Hey, hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. The next Jake Gyllenhaal movie has been filmed and it's in post-production. It's called The Guilty. It's a remake of a Danish film directed by Antoine Fuqua, who directed Training Day. A demoted police officer assigned to call assigned to a call dispatch desk is conflicted when he receives an emergency phone call from a kidnapped woman. Not only does this movie have Jake Gyllenhaal, it also has Ethan Hawke and Bill Burr in the cast. What more do you need? A cameo from Guy Pierce? This is going to be amazing, and I probably won't listen to any of your feedback if it's negative. Does it have is a cameo from Guy Pierce? Pierce? No, but it, it it should have one. Given that Hawk and Burr are there, I think what guy could do a walkthrough. Year was <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's last decent mm. movie. Good question, mm. Amanda. Um, ninety six. You guys just said that he did a good job as Mysterio. Johnny Darko. I did not say that. Nightcrawler, twenty fourteen. Nightcrawler. Yeah, there it Actually, is. Actually, I That's agree the one. with that. Mm-hmm. 2014. Okay. But he did a lot of trash in between them. What about Zodiac? Zodiac was a long time Zodiac. ago. It's 2007. Well, there's a lot of gaps. Some other ones in there too. Like was there like Mr. Demolition Man? Oh, actually, I didn't mind Demolition. I didn't mind Demolition. That was yeah, like but a, that's like an indie. 2016, like, 2017. Like fractal animals. Oh, not turtle animals. Did you ever Thanks. watch that? Did you ever watch that? Yeah, that was on your burden list. That was on your fucking burden list. It wasn't good because of him, though. Dale, that was on your fucking burden list. Did you ever watch it? <laughs> I oh. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fucking no. You should fucking watch Nocturnal Animals. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I got a little bit upset. Oh. Oh, and uh, Uno the movie starring rapper Lil Yachty in development from Mattel. Anybody? Thank God. I am a really big fan Bueller? of Lil Lil, Lil Just Yachty. no consonant. Well, I guess there are consonants, but no T's. Lil. Lil, Lil Yachty. It just sounds like a... Lil. Yeah. Lil. Just in general, not in relation <clears throat> to whatever it is you're talking about. Lil Nazi. I'm a real <laughs> big fan of uh, Lil Uno. Lil. Lil. Is it just like a Uno like battle movie? Like that him <laughs> like know. rising from the bottom, like being shit at it, all of his friends making fun of him. I refuse to read the article. I don't know. And then training montages no, no, of no, him no, 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 getting no, great no. at Uno. No, it's 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 like Queen's Gambit, but Uno <laughs> <laughs> she has to, you have to go to Russia, he sleeps with a lot of people. Okay. Hey gets drunk you super didn't intense. watch it. Gets drunk a lot. Oh. Uno strategy. He's like, oh my god, was that the French sailor? And she's like, yeah, I learned that from my mentor. <laughs> yeah. Searching for Bobby Fischer was better. Okay, uh, another new entry. Oh, fuck off. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Uh, okay, hey, look at how mad he is. He's so defensive about it. He loves it. We Who? need to start this before I fall asleep. What? What? Start what? Trailer number one. Trailer number one? Wow. Listen to this back talk from the intern. Okay. When did he get, some, when did he get balls? I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know but... what's going on there. Um, but very quick, before we enter into the lineup tonight. Here we 
go. <laughs> very, very quick before we end the lineup tonight. Uh, a new thing on Trailer Park is uh, is called Dismissive Sequel Watch. Uh, Galaxy Quest. Tim Allen says sequel talks are happening. Not without Alan Rickman. You can go fuck yourself. And Young Guns 3 with Emilio Estevez. Uh, no. Terrible idea. Okay. Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> yeah. Really unnecessary stuff there, guys. So here we go. Because of this lineup being so epic tonight, we've created a battle cry. Uh, please enjoy. Headliner tonight is Dune. Mm. Dune. Here we go. Did you see? There's a crusade coming. Do you often dream things that happen just as you dreamed them? Yes. The test is simple. Remove your hand from the box and you die. What's in the box? Pain. You inherit too much power. You have proven you can rule yourself. Now you must learn to rule others. Something none of your ancestors learned. My father rules an entire planet. He's losing it. He's getting a richer one. He'll lose that one too. Arrakis is a death trap. Kill them. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Let's fight like demons. An animal caught in a trap will gnaw off its own leg to escape. What will you do? will be born. All of civilization depends on it. The future. I can see it. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. 
my lord duke where the fear is gone only i will remain I think it's fair to throw this to Daniel for the first one. Daniel, you worried or excited about Dune? I am extremely excited about Dune, and I was so devastated when its release got pushed back and pushed back so far. Uh, broke my heart, honestly, because <clears throat> uh, this is my this is one of my this is in my top three favorite books of all time. Dune. I love the Dune universe. The book is so intensely rich and powerful to me on it's so difficult to even describe like how do you describe your favorite of something at when it impacts your life that that dramatically it's the reason i like sci-fi it's the reason i like horror it's the reason i like intelligent versions of both those on genres and for for uh villeneuve to also feel that way about this property and then have the sort of visual style and dedication that he has and he's the one that's making it and bringing it to us. All that is grounds to be excited. I'm not, I don't really care who you are. It could fail. I'm not like blinded by the fact that I could be disappointed by it, but I'm extremely excited in this trailer. Everything about it looks great. Everything is huge and epic and richly colorful and contrasting. And it's, it's, it's so sad that it's still that we got, that it got pushed back because I am intensely excited. Nathan, <clears throat> I'm going to toss it over to Chelsea. Okay. Okay, I don't know anything about Dune. I haven't read the book. I didn't see the old movie. And frankly, I'm a little bit intimidated by the vastness of the world. And I mean, like, when Nathan read me the synopsis of the 1984 movie, I was lost immediately. <laughs> right, yeah. It's... it's <laughs> They're going to have to... Let me say yes. Yes, you're... you're f- that is a totally fine way to feel because it's a very big, rich universe that it's, that it's trying to tackle. All you need to know is that it will very quickly be our family came to take over this planet. And obviously there's a big conspiracy against us and we're being picked off. That's like the core of what you need to go into. Okay. It yeah. Because they're going to have to teach me essentially that and who everyone is. And then they're going to have to get into character development and that's fine. Other movies have done that before well and especially if he does have two movies to do it then i'm gonna be excited everyone in this movie is fucking beautiful (laughs) (laughs) well as a result of our conversation i'll just pipe in and say that we discussed a possible invention now this could be a game changer this could be something the trailer park podcast could maybe spearhead we could maybe uh he's making fun of me well we could maybe you know reach out to some people, maybe generate some kind of product here and maybe maybe uh, create some retirement plans. Uh, the idea would be um, an audio device, or sorry, not an audio device, but an app that could um, just, you know, you have your Bluetooth earpiece in while you're watching the movie in the theater, and the app will tell you which character is speaking for all the girls that can't keep track of 
who, it's not just girls who characters are <laughs> so like it would say duke leto when somebody's well, that's, that's speaking why, that's why subtitles are nice because it frequently says the character's name in right. brackets if there's two people talking right but in the theater you don't have the subtitles so you're watching the movie in the theater and then when you know oscar isaac speaks it'll say duke leto and then when paul <laughs> when when timothy chalamet speaks it'll be paul atreides and so on yeah, and that, so that forth. seems like excessive like you go wear like glasses and then like only people that wear glasses can see the subtitles. You know what I mean? Ooh, that's good. Well, that's interesting. That's even better. That's Although interesting. I would prefer everyone have big Bluetooths that are like Duke Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that they you know, they get trained, they train their mind's memory to associate people with their I character don't, names. I don't assign any value to names, so it becomes very difficult in fantasy series for me to follow. I understand. But I will the- say this. The movie reminded me, or there was a scene in the movie that reminded me a lot of The Giver, where he puts his hand in the box, mm-hmm. and she tells him that you're going to experience pain. And I think it's about something else, but it reminded me of The Giver when he feels a sunburn for the first time. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's a great analogy. And if it's going to be like that... No, I don't I... think it's going to be like no, The he's, Giver. No, he, he's not, like, accepting a, a memory so that a new concept is introduced to his brain, like in The Giver, he's, uh, it's what sort of like, a, it's, it's sort of like a weird, like sort of test of resolve. I don't know. Should I be nervous that David Lynch f- directed the first one or the, ori- the 1984 no. one? No, I like it's, 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 conv- it would, I don't know if it would help clarify much for you. Cause it's very, it's, it's got a short cut edit- or runtime run and it's a, it's only one movie. Like there's not two parts, mm. but it's beautiful to look at. Like they do amazing costumes and sets in that movie. But there's a two-part TV movie that probably sort of breaks things down to the bare, bare minimum. I have never seen that one. You're talking about Jodorowsky's, yeah? No, that's like the one that it was never made. Oh. That was like some psychedelic '70s director that wanted to make Dune, but his budget proposal was like 500 million or something. Mm. Um, no, there's a TV made-for-TV version of Dune. Which is likely what Villeneuve's spending on both of these. <laughs> Interesting. It's a political conspiracy intrigue. Ah, my family's under duress movie. Plus, they're on a planet that has fucking giant worms. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's why you have the name you do on PlayStation. Um, right. Amanda. I am so excited. I also haven't ever read it. I've tried to read Dune like probably half a dozen times in my life. And I can't get past the first few pages because... The names are very, uh, it's dense. Anyway. Um, so you would benefit from the app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is sad because I'd recently showed, got my buddy at work to read Dune and he'd never been introduced to it either. And he loved it immediately and is now a mega fan. So they do exist. Can I continue? <laughs> In any event. It looks very, very beautiful. Like, it looks so beautiful and epic. And y'all know sometimes, even though I bitch about long movies on the regular, I have this, like, exception for 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 the epic stuff, you know? Even stuff that's not that good, like Lord of the Rings. And uh, <laughs> so it's like a weird switch that flips for me, and that's what this looks like. So I'm into it. Nice. Awesome. Intern. What do you got? I really enjoyed Dune. The book. Uh, the book. <laughs> I also enjoyed the David Lynch movie. 
uh, for completely different reasons than I enjoyed the book. You yeah. jerk, did you jerk um, off to Sting? That's yeah, same. Yeah. Sting looks great. It uh, it's not really a David Lynch movie. No, that's true. Anyway, it that's doesn't true. matter. What concerns me is that someone read the book and said, "You know who'd be great for this? David Lynch." David Lynch? Yeah, it that's make concerning. No, you know it does make sense because there's a huge element of the Dune book and universe that has to do with psychedelics. That's concerning well, to me, Daniel. He also just did the Elephant Man before, <laughs> and like the prosthetic stuff and costumes. <laughs> It translates from Elephant Man mm. to Dune. It doesn't matter. I would, I would like to know that, that Ridley matter. Scott what turned it down. What I'm going to say right now is that mm. this Dune looks like it's going to be my favorite science fiction movie. This could be my favorite movie. What? That I that I watch for the next 40 years. <laughs> what? what? This, this has the potential. I'm going to get let down so hard. What? What's your current favorite so because sci-fi I think this, movie? This trailer, if oh. you took out the the bad Pink Floyd remake, it's good. But go on. I go back and it forth. Is, on it's it. fine, but there better be no Pink Floyd in this movie, or I will kill someone. Andrew. No, no, they have someone doing the score. Yeah. I know it's Hans. It's the guy who did Hans the Zimmer? who did the Hans fucking he, Zimmer. Jesus, he redid this. The Pink Floyd thing. Hans fucking Zimmer. Gladi- I know. Gladiator. Everything. And you know what I love? I love that he turned down Tenet to do Dune. I love that. Mm, that's I bad. love that he gave the finger to Tenet and did Dune instead. Love it. Because he's a huge Dune fan as I well. I need to know what Andrew's current favorite oh. sci-fi movie is okay. that he's going to watch for 40 years. Sorry, Andrew. Continue. Alien 3. <laughs> No. Uh, it's, probably, it right now? it's probably Blade Runner 2049. But I, I would say it probably is the first alien. Oh, God. You're so painful. <laughs> yeah, you're so fucking predictable. But, you know. But I have to shout out two... to D- Denny Villeneuve because he is Canadian. Yeah. He is. And I should say that every time. Villeneuve movies yeah. are awesome. In, like my favorite, in my favorite list also of All sci-fi of his movies. movies Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. And Prisoners are is both amazing. Awesome. Yeah. All his movies are awesome. But I, I'll say that Sicario and Prisoners should be in the same sentence with all of that stuff. Vill- Villeneuve is awesome. All of his movies are awesome. Yes. He's, so it's going to be awesome. He's never and the failed. the story is great. He's never failed. Is it's going to be pretty hard. Uh, the only thing that's going to suck is that if his thought process is right and that they're not going to be able to make the second movie. What? Well, that's um, that's a part then, of this conversation. Then it's going to be ruined forever. That's a part of the conversation. So there's a whole subtext here that the HBO Max deal uh, with Warner Brothers, which made theater release and HBO Max release simultaneous for the entire 2021 slate. Uh, yeah, a bunch of guys got pissed off. Christopher Nolan said he's never going to work for uh, Warner Brothers again. And uh, Villeneuve is mad. It's why Timothy Chalamet wore a legendary films hoodie on Saturday Night Live when he hosted because of this argument about uh, theater release and HBO Max simultaneous release, this deal that they made. Essentially, Villeneuve's worried that the financial uh, part of this will not justify a second film. And 
wouldn't that be such a kick in the nuts to Daniel to finally get Dune made properly and to have it be two films the way it should be done and to have the second film never be made? Uh-huh. I would, I would look at my wife and I'd be like, Carver Curse? Yeah, right? It'd be a fucking kick in the balls. So uh, I, th- I don't know. Chelsea made a good point earlier when I was talking about this stuff that Legendary is China. And if China's box office can come through, then uh, we're good. It'd be the first time we cheered on China. So that's great. Uh, in regards to my feedback here, I will say this. I've been reading some YouTube comments, and uh, this movie, it, it, it's consistent across the board. People are responding to this movie in the same way. Uh, as, as what Amanda said earlier, the first YouTube comment that I read was, if this movie isn't at least three hours long, then I'll be supremely disappointed. <laughs> and this great line that I found uh, in the comments is a is a twist on something in the movie, and it says, "I must not hype. Hype is the film killer. Right? <laughs> hype is the little death that brings total disappointment. I will face my hype. I will permit it to pass over and through me, and then it has gone past. Uh, sorry, and when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path." Where the hype has gone, there will be no expectations, and only I will remain. I must not stream. Stream is the cinema killer. Please don't ruin this. This is, uh, I don't know. I've seen the Lynch Dune, and yeah, it's a little bit confusing. And uh, although I agree, the costumes and the look of it are actually pulled off pretty well for 1984. Uh, Sting looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> As the uh, the character that, uh, what's his name? Batista. Batista is playing the same character in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And under understated here, Javier Bardem is in this movie as the lead Fremen guy, which is like you know, like I I've been talking about all the other people in this movie, like Oliver Isaac, or sorry, Oscar Isaac, and I Mo- think Momoa. Momoa is playing the same guy that Patrick Stewart played, I think, in the previous. One gurney, or no? Maybe that's Josh Brolin that's playing that. I don't know. Josh, Josh Brolin. There's so many people in this movie, and Timothy Chalamet. A lot of characters, yeah. Guardians Chalamet, of the Galaxy, looks... No Country for Old Men. Yeah, yeah, right. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> uh, Chalamet looks like he's fucking delivering this really well. He looks really great. I've never read the book, but he looks he looks awesome as Paul. Way better than Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin was, <clears throat> I don't know, that was a weak choice. <laughs> It's a weird choice. It works for me in that, in that particular movie, though. But I agree. This yeah. this guy looks much more intense. What I love is that I brought this director to everyone's attention. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna pat myself That's in the back. True. I'm gonna say Denny Villeneuve and the, the Denny Villeneuve and Jake Gyllenhaal connection in Prisoners gave birth to the respect of Denny Villeneuve, and all of you have jizzed out about him, and I was right. And yes. He will make Dune amazing because he doesn't fail and he's amazing and awesome. And this is all great and you're welcome and I'm excited. All right. No, I'd, I'd actually accept a Gyllenhaal in Dune. <clears throat> you would. Well, maybe we'll see him in part two. Part two. They are uh, working together again in the upcoming uh, The Sun HBO limited series. Yeah. <sighs> Trailer number two.
I apologize. I forgot the format. It's Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Here we go. Deputy Chairman Fred Hampton of the Illinois Black Panther Party. Repeat after me. impersonating a federal officer or you can go home the black Panthers are forming a rainbow coalition of oppressed brothers and sisters of every color their aim is to sow hatred and inspire terror i will learn all that i can these ain't no terrorists you can murder a liberator but you can't murder liberation you can murder a revolutionary but you can't murder a revolution intern worried or excited okay it's been a really long time since i've felt really jacked to go watch a movie uh from watching a trailer as in like Like, one trailer ago five seconds ago (laughs) um this could be the best lineup (laughs) that uh, trailer park podcast has ever done i am so excited to go to this i've I've been converted. I want to be a, a revolutionary. <laughs> I want to be part of the Rainbow Coalition. I really love the way that Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya I don't know how to say his last name, apparently. Carver. Carver. <laughs> I really love how Daniel Carver is, uh, like, rap speaking. Uh, oh, it's God. got me excited. The juices it's, are flowing. It's a solid trailer. I want to watch this so bad. Uh, this looks really good. I'm excited. Hmm. I'm is excited. It, is this a biopic? Uh, I, I, that's a good question. It's inspired by true events, which yeah. means it's not Is it more true. exciting than a biopic? Because I hate biopics. So dramatically exaggerated historical right. based fiction. Great cast, though. Yeah. That guy from Atlanta. I fucking love him. Yeah, I used to call him laketh stanfield all the time what's his name and now i'm thinking it might be lakeith and then i might Probably be LaKeith. stupid <laughs> <laughs> but whatever and plemons is yeah. just funny well that's that's the thing in this movie is or in this trailer is that uh the white guy in the crowd there jesse plemons from breaking bad and uh gray's anatomy Far- most notably yeah, whatever <laughs> So like, we need a racist, and they call him. Well, 
what I like is that this isn't just see because a big part of drama is creating conflict with characters so much nowadays when a movie is made like this where they're trumpeting a biopic true true event story about a specific cause or some sort of revolutionary moment they spend a lot of time just like being linear and in this situation it's specifically about a corruption within the inside of this organization that Lakeith is corrupted by the police officer and essentially becomes the Judas to Daniel Kaluuya's uh, Black Messiah. So, therefore, there's going to be a constant amount of dramatic tension between the characters within this very tight group trying to create this specific um, quest for whatever outcome. And I do think that, yeah, the powers that be probably tried to fuck with the Black Panther Party. There's probably some truth to that. Who knows how much. But Jesse Plemons looks hilarious in the crowd. Lakeith <laughs> Stanfield in that trailer is like, you know, shouting, I am a revolutionary along with Daniel Kaluuya, but his, his you know, one of his eyes is leering over to Jesse. chubby. Yeah, 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 white chubby. <laughs> white chubby in the crowd giving him the the flashy brows, giving him the what for, like, you're mine, bitch. You're my, you're my mole. And Kaluuya does such a great job. He's actually... He's got a lot of energy, and he always has, but shit. Yeah, it looks good. I'm excited. But I it better it be goes. as fucking good as this trailer is, yeah, because no, it if won't it's a be. biopic... It won't be as good as this if trailer. If it's slow... It'll be slow. Fuck you. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll disappoint us, but I'm... I, the trailer was really well done, oh so I'm gonna God. I'm gonna throw it the excited. Amanda, help me. But I think it's gonna be weak at, at uh-huh. the end. Yeah, because so all of this is un- unfortunately is dovetailing into what I was going to say. It's like this trailer hits so hard hits and hard. the movie's going to be so soft. Yeah. Like it's going to be yeah. a lot of long glances. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. If this movie's not three hours or longer, it's a failure. It's like a super confident guy standing up on stage, giving this speech, making you hot. And then when you actually get to to meet him and, you know, you lure him or seduce him into bed, he's got a flaccid cock. That's probably where this is going. Did you just say the yeah. word cock? And it still has to be like a little bit realistic. So he's like, Rainbow Coalition, all my oppressed brothers and sisters of all different colors, but no fags, though. <laughs> like That's like they would still have one group that they yeah. would not be. Right. They would not allow. Even though I said Rainbow, you, hey, yeah. quit looking at me that way. Get the fuck out of here. It's right? not freedom, not homo. <laughs> it's like the hypocrisy still existed then even but uh oh i'm worried <laughs> i mean it does i will say it does look like everybody's bringing it in terms of performance but i just i have this feeling it's gonna be boring could be there is a second trailer and uh, some of that is evident oh boy what <laughs> you're hiding shit from us well that girl that's crying in the crowd She's carrying his baby. There's a bunch of drama between Oh, them no, no, no. Yeah, there's there's some secondary <laughs> stuff going on here. I'm worried. That trailer's really good, though, right? That trailer's good. Yeah, it convinces you. It makes you want to say excited. Yeah, but I want... It's. I should have known that it was every other biopic about any revolutionary um, musician. <laughs> I fucking hate biopics. I do, too. I do, too. Well, see, this is why the, the segment... this for this episode was about being honest with yourself because that's what happens. 
okay, they put out these trailers and you're like, yes, I'm excited. And then, you know, you see trailer two and you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's not quite as good as the first trailer said. Then you end up kind of slogging through the last 30 minutes of it. And you're like, oh, fuck, that was a disappointment. This is a lesson. I'm excited. I haven't learned my lesson. Of all I'm excited. Time, Nathan. I'm mad. I'm excited. I haven't learned my lesson. Next one better be good. Yeah, I'm also worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, that was a that was a fun exchange, though. I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, the Fulcrum tonight stars are uh, you know. Hey, if you're gonna have the greatest lineup that's ever been done on Trailer Park Podcast, then your Fulcrum should probably have Nicolas Cage in it, right? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Willie's Willie's Wonderland up next. Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> Here we go. Welcome to Willie's Wonderland. Spend the night cleaning Willie's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal? You are officially on staff. Let's get the hell out of here. I can't stand to hear a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. I know the bullshit story they told you. It's a lie. You're here to be a human sacrifice. Have you been listening to a word I've been saying? He's gonna die in here, but he won't listen to me. We're going to Willie's. He's not trapped in here with them. We're trapped in here with him. It's your birthday, and we want you to have It's your birthday, so let's It's birthday time. I enjoy a man a few words. <laughs> All right, Fulcrum Daniel, are you worried or excited about Willie's Wonderland? I get to lead two discussions tonight. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that this is this is something that I'm excited about. <laughs> I, I hope that this is fun in the way that the trailer is representing it as fun, because this is a classic premise, so much of a classic premise that it was turned into a video game franchise called Five Nights at Freddy's is all about being a security guard and having to oversee like one of these Chuck E. Cheese type places and all the creatures that are part of the mechanical band come to life and haunt the place. Um, Putting Nick Cage in there is perfect. We get all the things that you would hope from Nick Cage, him freaking out and screaming, him beating something to death, uh, him just being a general weirdo, him doing some sort of weird like maniacal dancing. Um, 
in turn, I know that dancing is a requirement for you in horror. Uh, yeah, very much so, yes. So, and then if, if, if it is properly violent, and it's not just about the kooky, weird-looking creatures, if it's properly violent on top of this, and then, like, I even appreciate the little background or little side story of all the kids trying to burn this place to the ground because it's being used as a sacrificial ritual for something. So there's a, there's a larger premise at play and something that I'm sure that they'll use to make this into like two or three more movies. But this is getting more money than it than it deserves. You would normally see this picked up by some forgettable, like, like a Blumhouse or something would probably do this and try to turn it into a franchise and fail. So I'm surprised that this is getting as much money and stuff behind it. And I love that that lady that plays the sheriff. Put your balls on, Evan. We're going to Willie's. <laughs> well, it's the same production company as Mom and Dad, which also starred Cage. Yeah, and that wasn't bad. Okay. Wasn't great either, but it was a good time. And they also so. say that in the uh, one of the factoids for this movie is that Cage has relatively zero speaking lines. Yeah. That, That's what I was of, about to say. Like, yeah. I don't think he said a word in the trailer. No, he didn't. And I think that when they say that, I think that, because uh, it says that Nick Cage was intrigued by the idea of making a movie without any speaking lines. So I think the only thing he does is the, you know, the Nick Cage roar as he's uh, killing things. Mm-hmm. But then that means that he gets to be an extra weirdo because he's going to be gesticulating and gesturing all over the place. Yeah, right. But this premise, it does it's kind of been done before with several different movies. I think we did one uh, one time on Trailer Park as well. About a bunch of kids that you know end up in an amusement park overnight and have to deal with this kind of similar scenario, but I mean Nick Cage brings weight in this in this fulcrum here tonight. If it's not Nick Cage, you don't give a shit. If it is Nick Cage, you're interested and you want to watch it, correct? For most people, I'm sure I'd still be interested. I think. Okay. But yes, he does bring some gravitas. Gravitas. Okay. Well, Amanda, do you echo your husband? Yeah. Probably be fun. Yeah, yeah. I I think that uh, Nick Cage's involvement definitely bumps this up. If I'm being honest with myself, I don't think I will end up watching it unless it's in a group setting, or unless Daniel and Amanda tell me that uh, it has serious quality and that I need to uh, make amends and 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 pay attention. Otherwise, I will be uh, indifferent, and I will say worried. Because <laughs> there's something about it that seems a little cheap. I mean, I like, you know. No. No? Okay, Chelsea, take it over. I'm not going to watch this, but. <laughs> 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 but I don't think it's cheap. Like, I've seen some Nicolas Cage movies that are fucking trash that you guys have trumpeted. And I don't think that this is that. I think that this, if given like a roulette of Nicolas Cage. B movies you might hope and pray like a no whammy no whammy would not be this this would be a win (laughs) you better not be referring to between worlds garbage when you're talking about absolutely movies that you didn't like with Nicolas Cage I think that's a gem it looks like this movie has practical effects like they're actually using animatronic characters which is cool it could just be all CGI and all garbage so it's not bottom of the barrel, which I appreciate. But you're right. If it wasn't Nicolas Cage, then it would... Mm, maybe it would make it better if it wasn't Nicolas Cage, actually. Mm. But it would have to be somebody else of note. 
If it was a nobody, you wouldn't care. Or it would have to be great. Like Peter Dinklage. Oh, I especially Peter Dinklage would yeah, be great it, in this role. If it was role. Dinklage, I might, yeah. I Same might thing, really no be talking. Excited. Yeah, no, no talking. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 71-year-old Schwarzenegger. No talking. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Haley Joel Osment. No talk. Oh, oh, yeah. Or, no, I'd be down status. with that. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a weird one to, to put out there. I agree with that, yeah. Interesting. I'm going to say that this uh, trailer meets both requirements of horror mm-hmm. and that there is both dancing and boobs. Are there boobs? I'm excited. Well, the unzip there with the... Uh, oh, what unzip? There's going to be nipples. They do, an, can, they do an unzip. I can feel it. The bra and a tank top thing. No face, though. I can feel it with my eyeballs. No, you don't need a face. If you're just doing boobs, you don't need a face. That makes sense. Oh, that sounds like all excited. <laughs> all right, trailer number four. We have, uh, what is this? This is a long title here. This is uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. This rolls off the tongue, actually. Yeah, it's kind of like Tu Wong Fu, Best Wishes, Julie Newmar. Um, <laughs> and by saying that, I completely removed whatever the previous <laughs> one was. Okay, here we go. Barb and Star. Bob and Star. No, Barb and Barb. S- Barb and Star. Barb. Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar. Go to Vista Del Mar. Barb and Star, go to Vista Del Mar. Here we go. Stand alone out on the street. Anybody we got on a gunfight, and we ain't never do me guilty. I know, climb any mountain near or far beyond, and we never let them. Yes, Star. You know what I just love? What? Movie trailers. (gasps) Me too! I like how they're little movies about another movie before a different movie. Sometimes I find myself watching a trailer for a movie while I'm watching a totally different movie. What? Me too! Barb! What if we had a movie? What? (laughs) Then we'd have to have a trailer. Oh, yes, listen. I wouldn't want to give anything away, though, about the movie. Me neither. Especially our faces. Gosh. I can almost see our trailer now.
I'd love it if it came out February 12th. Gosh, I love that date. Amanda, worried or excited? Um, Do you know these characters? Not really. Um, I'm excited. I'm a, it's going to be great. I'm excited. <laughs> you have to... Can you elaborate? Yeah, we're going to need some elaboration here. Um, I think I saw Henry Cavill. Uh, Jamie Dornan. <laughs> Christian Grey. Oh, they do look similar in the face. <laughs> Jamie Dornan. He's there to bring some anal to this movie. Ah, uh, yes. Is there a red room? There's a really adorable little Asian boy <laughs> singing songs. That was very charming. Yeah. yeah. Um, am I really never going to see these women's faces? No, you will see them. Well, there's one a, of them's Kristen Wiig. There's yeah, a, yeah, no, one of them's Kristen Wiig. Is it part of the SNL skit or joke, though, that you don't see their faces? Uh, there is no SNL skit associated with this, I don't think. But I'll read the uh, synopsis to give some flavor. The story of best friends Barb and Star who leave their small Midwestern town for the first time to go on vacation in Vista Del Mar, Florida, where they soon find themselves tangled up in adventure, love, and a villain's plot to kill everyone in the town. Classic. Who's the other lady? Kristen Wiig and... Uh, her name uh, is Annie. Annie Mumolo. Mumolo. Don't know that one. She was the nervous woman on plane in Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah. She was in Bad Moms. <clears throat> it's going to be great. I don't know what the, is everybody being weird about. I think this Honestly, trailer is know. is pretty unique. There needs to be some kind of comment on how because there's a lot of times, especially on a podcast where you're talking about movie trailers, where you're like constantly dealing with a with a trailer that reveals too much about the movie, and this trailer nothing. is specifically speaking to that. <laughs> so I think that that needs you know some kind of a tip of the cap. I think that we're all obligated to say excited as a tip of the cap to Barb and Star, in that they addressed one of the major trailer tropes. Yeah, but it just so why does it seem like a Saturday Night Live movie? It well, because Kristen Wiig is associated with Saturday Night Live, and it like it's like that skit from before Kristen Wiig's era with Alec Baldwin, where they have that radio show where they're all like they all talk real politely like this, sweaty balls. Yeah, we're gonna talk about sweaty balls. Yeah, sweaty balls. Yeah, it seems like that. Absolutely. I mean, it's got the color like palette of that SNL movies like to use. And then but, it I mean, also feels like I just watched It's Pat the movie, the trailer. But Mike Myers did Austin Powers and Austin Powers was never an SNL skit, despite Dr. Evil being a fucking caricature of Michael Lauren. So, right. It's fine. Yeah. I, I, I want it to be funny. Yeah. And I've seen the second trailer for this and they do show their faces and it's fine. And it looks, uh, it still looks funny. I like that this uh, Asian character on the bike here uh, appears to also be the villain of the movie, <laughs> pushing the layer and the layer button on the elevator and being in some sort of diabolical plot to kill everyone in Vista Del Mar. And uh, they're both that's fun. That brings like crushing. a Kingsman element to it. Yeah, and they're both they're both crushing on Jamie Dornan. In in the second trailer, they're like, "Oh, which hotel room are you staying in?" And he's like, "One twenty six And she's like, "Oh, uh, Barb, uh, we're in four thirty two. Like it doesn't. Like they're not right. nowhere near each other. 
It's amusing. I actually like this villain setup. Yeah, and I like these ladies, and I like the bridesmaids, bridesmaids people. So I'll I'll give it a benefit of the doubt. Excited. There we go. In turn, <laughs> you're gonna give me one. I'm excited. You know what I really like? What do you like? Long drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this movie was dour and three hours long. <laughs> You, this episode was going so great. <laughs> Everything was going just fine. Oh, and then you had to throw a comedy in here. Oh, just a generic man. comedy. Great. Who wants to watch that? Not me. I like the little fat Asian kid. He's fun. Wow. This looks like garbage. You throwing an excited in there for the fat Asian kid? Uh, yeah, I heard that. I heard an excited mm. for the fat Asian kid. Well, he just said worried, Chelsea. So I guess uh, you're going to have to say... Listen. Excited because of the fat Asian kid. Listen. <laughs> I don't like to have fun, and so I'm worried too. Yeah, yeah, Chelsea. He's giving me such a bad look, but I am. We're having, I'm we're never going to watch this. Together. You're never going to watch it? Unless, do you think there's a lot of action in it? Yes. <laughs> there's a lot of dancing. Dancing is an action. There's a lot of like putting sunscreen on people. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot. Slathering people, you'll you'll watch Bachelor episodes, but you won't watch this. I love The Bachelor, Bob but I and don't stop. love this. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, we tried Barb and Star. Also, in the second trailer, they say, uh, um, "Well, my full name is uh, is Starla," and they say, "Oh, is your full name Barbara?" and and they say, "No, it's just Barb." <laughs> Damn it. Starla and Barb. Okay. She's like, no, it's Barbla. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, fifth trailer for what could be, maybe, in retrospect, after all this is over, the best lineup we've ever had on Trailer Pro Podcast for 129 is, uh, <clears throat> make sure you pronounce this right, coming to America. <laughs> gonna make a mistake make it last the rest of your life <laughs> whoops <laughs> my fault uh, oh, just wow. like uh <clears throat> just like the prisoner in silence of the lambs was coming to jodie foster <laughs> this is coming to america oh my god here we go you must heed my words before I'm gone, my son. Now, you will be king. But the throne must pass to a male heir. Akeem, it appears you have a son. He must be found. Prepare the royal jet. We are going back to America. Oh, hell no, your majesty. Come on! I'm back! Say it again! Feel right in this motherfucker! Feel good in this motherfucker! My whole hood in this motherfucker! Wow! Come on! 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 Come on!
It is so good to see you. Well, I be damned. Look who done come up in here. Hey, it's Kunta Kinte and Ebola. Famine and blood diamond. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much. Now, you stepped over the line. Now, we won't be talking that kind of shit about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. So what you doing back here, Hotel Rwanda? <laughs> I'm back. Say it again. Nathan, coming to America. Worried or excited? Well, I don't know how much everyone here enjoys the original Coming to America. I think it's very unique and funny that they've managed to call the first movie and the second movie the exact same thing, but yes. in a different way. That's actually really impressive to me. <laughs> yeah, it's really impressive. Um, look, there's no way, if you're a fan of the original, there's no way that this comes anywhere near what uh, how how fun and endearing the, the first movie is. There's a lot of fun shit in the first movie from, you know, Eddie Murphy standing outside. Uh, <laughs> he's always trying to live in the most terrible situation possible and uh, Arsenio can't handle it and it's just uh, there's so much so many great moments in uh, Coming to America the original for me I really like that movie from uh, the royal penis is clean your highness to uh, hello my fellow neighbors shut the fuck up yes yes fuck you too and stuff like that and just at the at the game you know when uh, when the guy's like oh prince Prince Blav, Zamunda, I'm at your service. Who was that guy? Oh, just a gentleman I met in the bathroom. Stuff like that. <laughs> just great stuff. Um, and the Soul Glow. Oh, yeah. Well, the Soul Glow, Soul Glow Soul Glow guy is not, doesn't appear to be in this movie. It's, this movie appears to have everybody returning except Eric LaSalle. So we're going to have to play the song. So epic. Anyway, uh, this movie's bound to disappoint and come nowhere near the original. But I'm going to toss it in excited because I would like to see them all have fun again. And some of the little uh, interplay there with all the different characters that they're playing. Uh, I imagine that there will be like parts of this movie that I won't enjoy, but parts of it I will. And those parts will be enough. And thanks for doing another one. And uh, wow, must have been must have been a lot of fun making it. Yeah. I think I- I'm excited to watch this teaser trailer over and over again, and I never expect to see the actual movie. (laughs) Feels good in this motherfucker. It's such a good trailer, but it's a good trailer in the way that the Independence, the new Independence Day trailer is a good trailer. Like, the speech kicks in, you feel it in your loins, but then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, right, this isn't good. That's what I expect from this movie. So I'm going to say excited, but I have no real intention of enjoying it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll reveal a few things about it unless you want to. If you want to go without it, I I can tell you some stuff or you can uh, just go without it. So you know what I find the most appealing about this Hmm. is imagining that I work at a video store again. (laughs) 
and I can go to the comedy section and get Coming to America and get Coming to America <laughs> right next to each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, it's such a wow. wonderful thought process of seeing them alphabetical <laughs> and knowing Just that the, they're in the a series together. They would be alphabetical anyways. Oh, my God. Even if the two was at the end. Yeah. No, you put the number before, though. Oh, shit. Like, coming what? to America would be first on the shelf. Yeah, well, numbers do come before yeah. A. So. Yeah, but not if there's a word before the number. Yeah. If it's 310 to Yuma, yeah, that goes yeah, before. But, but you would be making, but Daniel's right. You'd be making an exception because it's a sequel to the existing movie. But the fact that the rule exists for letters before, sorry, numbers before letters would betray everything. There'd be like a paradox oh, on the shelf. Oh, I see, in the middle. Yeah, it'd be a paradox. So you just every time it's you walk fine. past it on the shelf, it would irritate wow, you. Wow, we just lost itch. a million viewers. You'd have an itch. Or, no. or you'd have to use, you know, like the we spell the number approach. The real question is, though, who cares? <laughs> this, is, I, this is pretty important to anybody that's I like, have any another cool. question. No, no, no. Who cares about coming to America? Oh. Well, I care about coming to America. Everyone that just talked. (laughs) But I don't care about coming to America. Do you care about coming to America? Um, Yes. Are are you upset that it's not so? The sequel wasn't coming to Canada. So you care about coming to America, but you don't care about coming to America. That is correct. Okay, I understood. Okay. I have a, a question. What was the last thing Arsenio Hall was in? Uh, the Arsenio Hall show. How <laughs> I long ago I don't know. was that? I don't know. Well, he, they brought it back for a couple of years, uh, a couple of seasons, like a few years ago, but it, it's gone again. I, I, I'm going to sound horrible here. I thought he was dead. So hmm. this is a bit of a surprise. This that would uh, be surprising, yeah. This, this sequel coming out. Anyway, <laughs> um, I just haven't seen him, you know? And since this, since the first coming to America, and who have you seen Eddie Murphy as? Uh, he was in Dreamgirls and 2005. A couple other things. <laughs> Dolomite <laughs> is my name. Dolomite is my name. There you go. Just recently, yeah, yeah. I watched both of those. He's yeah. still kicking around. Okay. Anyway, great. okay. This, uh, this trailer, the barbershop stuff was really funny. Yeah. Yes, it was. I, I, I'm so excited about. The uh, this trailer coming out because it makes me want to go watch the first one again. Yeah. Have you I'm seen worried. the second trailer? No. Would, you, would anyone like me to reveal what is inside of the second trailer? How's it different? No. Uh, it looks like they spent about 30 minutes getting the sun from America and the rest of the movies in Zamunda. Ah. Nice. Yeah. Yes, they've already done the fish out of water in America. Now they got to do the fish out of water. Oh, so in it's going to be like King Ralph, right? And and the antagonist is Wesley Snipes, who's trying to take over the throne. He's like the military mm-hmm. tribal leader guy. So now you're selling me. There you All go. All you could say was, "This is King Ralph." Oh, sorry. <laughs> this. Oh, sorry. Let me let me let me backtrack. Amanda, this is like King Ralph in Zamunda with black people. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Crocodile Dundee two yeah. meets. Yeah. Basically. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, does everyone else know that the reason why Wesley Snipes didn't pay his taxes and got arrested and possibly jailed for tax evasion is because he believed in the conspiracy theory that the America is a corporation and that he didn't owe them any money? They yeah. are, and he didn't. 
<laughs> yeah, he's right. But yeah, they'll still, they'll still, they'll still fucking arrest you. So. Okay. All right. I just want to clear that up. But Wesley. Glad he's back, though. <laughs> also glad they're going somewhere else. This, I would Canada. Yeah, they look yeah, like they're having Canada. a lot of fun in this movie. Yes. Sorry about your challenge, too. <clears throat> uh, where's Wesley's name's born? Oh, that's a good question. I don't have that America. answer. That's something that an archivist would probably be relied upon to. Well, you started talking about this corporation nonsense, and I thought it would be pretty weird if he was born in the U.S. If he thought that the U.S. was a corporation. I actually think that that would be totally normal. Yeah, I guess that's true. It makes me want to watch Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. Beverly, do you mean true Beverly Hills? No. Beverly I mean, Hills Beverly Cop Hills. is not as good as Coming to America. No. And neither are as good as True Beverly Hills. Wow. He was born in what? Orlando, Florida. Well, that's true. Nothing's as good as True Beverly Hills. <laughs> mm. Sorry. So, Amanda's excited. Chelsea's excited. I'm excited. I didn't say I was excited. You didn't? No, I said I was excited to watch the trailer. Oh. But I'm worried about the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I stand by that. And Andrew... Uh, he was excited about being in a video store and shelving something both. about like yeah. a really lame nostalgia. But Daniel's with I, me. Daniel and I are going to go to this movie together, right? Go where to that movie? Together? Well, we'll virtually <laughs> watch it. Together. Get on a plane and go to Zimbabwe and <laughs> yeah. watch it there together. Zamunda. This Zamunda. Gonna be Zamunda. Can you say Zamunda? Can you say Zamunda, please? Uh, Zamunda. Thank you. It's not Zimbabwe. What a fucking Z- racist. Zamunda. Bullshit. It's a fake country. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we'll do as Just a group. Go to Djibouti. As a group, because I'm the patriarch of my uh, situation, and Daniel's the patriarch of his situation. Sorry. And Andrew, you're going to be here in early March. So, let's watch Coming to America and Coming to America back to back together as a group. Okay, that's settled. <laughs> okay. We'll see how that goes. Daniel, you're officially excited. Or are you worried? Uh, it's going to be sloppy. <laughs> it's going to have some sketches that really really work and are hilarious like that barbershop one and then a bunch that are not and i think the nostalgia is probably going to die out about halfway through (laughs) i'm going to go ahead and give it an excited anyway just because the enthusiasm with which nathan speaks of the original i also have so okay fine an okay fine excited that's what this movie deserves awesome well, thank you, everyone. That's Trailer Park Podcast 129. We appreciate you stopping by. And uh, if you left, like Andrew said earlier, we lost a million. Well, then you're no longer cool. If you stay, you're a part of the cool billion. If you leave, you're no longer cool. Yeah, if you leave, you're a real 129. Yeah, you're a real one. Yeah, you're a real whore. <laughs> Fucker. Fucking whores. You fucking whore. You're fucking whore. Yeah, if you le- yeah, a million of you are whores if you left. If you stayed, you're cool. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Look at him a sight, Nathan. 